0: It's a $12 balloon shot down by a $400,000 missile.
1: That's
2: what it looks like. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: ladies and gentlemen. From the Gene Wingate Memorial Studio at Freedom Bend Farm, this is The Ike Wingate Show. From a small town in Arkansas to working for the largest radio corporation in America. Turn up the radio. He experienced a spiritual awakening that propelled him into radio ministry. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Austin awesome McAllister. And then onto the Dave Ramsey Show. That is is dumb, cash is king. Which led to founding a small business in 2009 to start a family, and then selling that company in 2021. It's strictly business. He has the perspective on business, politics, and family.
0: Oh, let's get this party started! Yeah.
1: Shining a light in the dark corners of our media You are fake news government
0: Handling of classified documents
1: And our culture
0: I Don't trust anyone It's, it's common sense
1: amid it it's chaos. chaos
0: Let's go Germany! Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Here's your host, Ike Wingate Welcome into episode 5 of the Ike Wingate Show here on Friday, February 17th, 2023 Boy, do we have an interesting one in store for you today Not typically trying to be in the space of breaking news, but certain things just lined up today to be able to bring you sort of a scoop here on what exactly was it that our government shot down in the northern part of our country last week. It is not something that our government is going to be eager to talk about because of, well, we kind of were caught flat-footed on the Chinese spy balloon, but then we potentially had a gross overreaction to the tune of millions of dollars for something that is very likely the size of a birthday balloon. We're going to get into it today. If you want to be part of the conversation, text us. Interact now. Text 501 335 Two, three, five, five. Well, if you've been living in a hole for the last several weeks, uh, you wouldn't know this, but most everybody knows that uh, we have experienced some unidentified aerial phenomenon lately, and uh, not only have the United States... Uh, military forces or Air Force shot down a Chinese spy balloon, but we've also shot down three other unidentified objects uh, going, let's see, February 4th was the Chinese spy balloon, but then uh, this past Friday, there was another object shot down in Alaska, A third object shot down in the Yukon on Saturday, and a fourth object shot down over Lake Huron uh, in Michigan on Sunday. Now... The big break in the story came yesterday when our fearless leader, President Biden, spoke on exactly what is going on after immense pressure from the media and other folks regarding his silence on the matter and so many questions. I don't know that he answered a whole lot of them, but he did give us some more information on exactly what it was not don't
2: yet know exactly what these three objects were but nothing nothing right now suggests they were related to China's spy balloon program or that they were surveillance vehicles from other any other country the intelligence community's current assessment is that these three objects were most likely balloons tied to private companies recreation or research institutions studying weather or conducting other scientific research
0: so that is the information coming directly from the president, most likely them being balloons tied to private companies, recreation, or research institutions studying weather or conducting other scientific research. Well, today we have for you a special guest that we feel and he feels very confident that he knows what exactly was shot down over the Yukon Territory last weekend? This comes from an article in Aviation Week written by Steve Trimble, in which Steve Trimble estimates that this was a small balloon known as a pico balloon. A pico balloon is basically a party balloon, something no bigger than the size of a birthday balloon that traverses the globe in the name of research and identifies itself using uh, solar-powered RF or ham radio waves that pinpoint its location. Something very simple. So we know that the United States shot down multiple items, right? Not only did it shoot down the Chinese spy balloon, that was $400,000 with the Sidewinder missile. We used the same missile, by the way, to shoot down these other objects. And you question it and say, $400,000? per missile could we not have shot it down with something else well the reason why we use a sidewinder missile it is the least expensive item we have that can cause enough of an explosion to bring something down quickly the intelligence information was that a balloon shot down with bullets would have uh, come down way too slowly and could cause issues with air traffic. As it relates to the Chinese spy balloon, that's that's what we were told. And that makes sense when we're talking about a balloon that large. But what we're talking about today are very small balloons. And then you take into account that the pilot uh, missed the balloon over Lake Huron and had to shoot two missiles, so we have eight hundred thousand dollars uh, that exploded over Michigan. Then you have another four hundred thousand in Alaska, four hundred thousand over the Yukon. so we're at one point six million dollars on party balloons potentially and then of course the additional 400k on the Chinese spy balloon so two million dollars of taxpayer money uh, to bring down these objects I think what we're learning what we're learning is there was so much pressure on the Biden administration after their lackluster response to the spy balloon that there is a gross overreaction happening to the tune of 1.6 million dollars to take down some party balloons. So before we get to our special guest, I do want to talk about this article uh, in Aviation Week. And a shout out to my brother Jacob for posting this because this is not really known. It's not something that has uh, achieved saturation or viral status, if you will, because it is a brand new theory, so to speak. But I will tell you this, when we get to our guest, he's also been talking to CNN and Newsmax, but we were able to secure him. Uh, early on here today so we'll talk to him in just a moment but first this article from Steve Trimble where it's basically talking about these Pico balloons, and a small globetrotting balloon was declared missing in action by an Illinois-based hobbyist club on February 15th, and it has emerged as a candidate to explain one of the three mystery objects shot down by four heat-seeking missiles launched by U.S. Air Force fighters since February 10th. The club The Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade is not pointing fingers yet, but the circumstantial evidence is at least intriguing. The club's silver-coated party-style Pico balloon reported its last position on February 10th at 38,910 feet off the coast of western Alaska. The high-splat model provided by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, also known as NOAA, projected the cylindrically shaped object would be floating high over the central part of the Yukon Territory on February 11th. That's the same day a Lockheed Martin F-22 shot down an unidentified object of a similar description and altitude in the same general area. Now, there are suspicions, among other prominent members of the small Pico ballooning enthusiast community, which combines ham radio and high-altitude ballooning into a single, relatively affordable hobby. I tried contacting our military and the FBI and just got the runaround to try to enlighten them on what a lot of these things probably are. And they're going to look not too intelligent to be shooting them down. That's a quote from Ron Meadows, the founder of Scientific Balloon Solutions, which is a Silicon Valley company that makes purpose-built Pico balloons for hobbyists, educators, and scientists. The descriptions of these unidentified objects shot down February 10th through the 12th match the shapes, altitudes, and payloads of the small Pico balloons, which can cost anywhere from $12 to $180. Aviation Week contacted a host of government agencies as part of this article, by the way. They contacted the FBI. They contacted NORAD. They contacted the uh, National Security Council and the Office of Secretary of Defense for comment uh, about the possibility of PICO balloons. The NSC didn't respond. The FBI and OCD did not acknowledge the harmless PICO balloons are even being considered as possible identities for the mystery objects shot down by the air air force. A NORAD spokesman said, "I have no update for you from NORAD on these objects. No one is saying anything." Well, is it possible because this is an extreme embarrassment for our government. On February 15th, NSC spokesman John Kirby told reporters all three objects could just be balloons tied to some commercial or benign purpose, but he didn't mention the possibility of pico balloons. And that brings us to our guest. On the line, we have Tom Medlin. He's a retired FedEx engineer. He's also the co-host of the Amateur Radio Roundtable show. He's a Pico balloon enthusiast, and it looks very likely that it was a Pico balloon in that area where the fighter jet shot down this unidentified object. Tom, thanks for joining us. Do we have the facts correct?
2: Yeah, that is that's correct, and uh, we're we're pretty sure we're 99 percent sure that uh, the balloon was shot down. Uh, our our balloons, we track them on uh, a public website, so you can go to a public website and track these balloons. You can see their altitude, where they're going, their course, speed, and all kinds of things. And uh, yeah, the the uh, balloon in question was supposed to be right in almost exact spot uh, when we you know heard the notification about the shoot down. And then, of course, the balloon quit responding to us. It it, it sends back uh, its position every ten minutes to us and plops it on a Google map. Uh, but um, and that's only during daytime. Uh, during nighttime, we don't we don't transmit because we're solar powered. But uh, still, it still travels during the night. So, according to the prediction of where this balloon was going, it was right exactly at the spot that they shot down uh, a balloon. So it it's most likely it was the the Pico balloon.
0: So, what are these pico balloons used for?
2: Pico balloon is not much more than a regular party balloon. This balloon is about thirty-two inches in diameter. We uh, we build a little tracker that ascends. But the little tracker actually the tracker weighs one point seven grams, so it's it's uh, uh, lighter than a penny. Uh, it's about the size of a postage stamp, and that hangs about about seventeen feet below the balloon. Uh, on a little string, and uh, we'll gas the balloon up with a speci- very specific amount of gas, and we'll set a float level, where well, that balloon can float at a specific level, and it'll stay there. Uh, for for example, I've got i uh, uh, I've got a balloon up right now that's been up 250 days, and it's over uh, Hawaii right now, and it should be hitting the U.S. here in the next couple of days if it doesn't get shot down.
0: Yeah, that's definitely one of the risks. So what what do you use these balloons for? It's a mixture. It's a mixture of a hobby uh,
2: and and some scientific uh, stuff going on. You know, ham radio operators are licensed. They're the only people licensed in the world to actually build and design radio equipment uh, without any FCC, you know, certifications or approvals. Uh, we do a lot of design, a lot of building. We we test things like radio propagation, uh, radio signal strength, uh, new technologies. The technology we're using to to receive this data is something that a ham uh, developed uh, a few years ago, and it's called Weak Signal Propagation Reporter. And that can hear a signal so low in the noise that you couldn't even hear it. If you were listening on a radio, you'd never hear the signal. And that's what we use every 10 minutes to, to get our position and plot sell, As I mentioned on a Google map, for the world to see if you want to look at it and see where where it is. And another aspect of it is just a hobby to say, can I make a, can I can I get a twelve dollar balloon and watch it and send it all the way around the world. So that's an issue. Uh, another thing, NOAA, uh, NOAA, NOAA has been working with us the last few years and using our data to help perfect and make better their prediction models.
0: So the balloons fly, you know, float around, and they are sending a signal that lets you know where they are. Is is it a is it a frequency? Uh, specifically used by ham radios. What What's the tie-in to the ham radio community with these specific yeah, balloons?
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a, a specific ham radio a- application. It transmits in the uh, ham band, and uh, it can be picked up upwards to 9,000 miles away. Uh, we have ham radio operators uh, are all over the world, and they all monitor this specific, I'll call it an app, they they all monitor this and collect that information, and then it's sent up to these web pages for people to see where these these things are. So, uh, and, and this little transmitter only runs ten milliwatts. It's uh, it's so small. I built it under a microscope, and it's uh, it, it runs less power than your garage door opener, but it can send that data back to us, say eight thousand miles away easily.
0: That's incredible. And so you are fairly certain, uh, with a a pretty high degree of certainty, that it was shot down over Alaska. It's a $12 balloon shot down by a $400,000 missile.
2: That's what it looks like. And uh, yeah, the the balloon actually quit reporting at that time. We haven't heard from it anymore uh, since the uh, incident. So, it's pretty likely that's what
0: it was, and so we're,
2: we're pretty certain.
0: Yeah, and so you say you've got another balloon traversing, and, and that could eventually uh, enter the United States air uh, airspace soon.
2: Well, yeah, and it will. Uh, it's been up 250 days, uh, probably 10, 11 trips around the world. Uh, it is right now over uh, Hawaii, and it should be in uh, Southern California, most likely Mexico, in about three or four days and cross maybe, you know, through Texas and, uh, on across to the East.
0: Okay. So if, uh, we hear of another incident around February 22nd or so of another, uh, unidentified object being shot down, it very well may be, uh, Tom's balloon.
2: Well, yeah, it, it could be, but let, let me just uh, say this. There are probably 60 or 80 of these pickup balloons flying around the world right now. Uh, we're not the only ones. Uh, other countries fly them, other countries fly them, hams fly them. I was just even looking the the, the the Naval Academy. The Naval Academy has been flying them uh, for 10 years now. We're licensed by the FCC to do this. We also fly under FAA 101 exemption rules. So we're flying under FAA rules. And as long as you meet certain criteria under FAA, you don't even have to report these things when you let them go. Uh, Some of the criteria is things like uh, uh, the payload has to be under six pounds. Well, ours ours weighs like about the weight of a nickel. I mean, we're talking just a few grams. Uh, Another requirement is the, the tether, the little line that maybe holds the payload has to break under 50 pounds. That's easy piece of fishing line and, you know, you don't watch it, you know, right in front of an airport or something like that, you know, in, in a uh, restricted area. So, you know, there's some restrictions like that. If you follow them, uh, it, it's legal under the uh, FAA uh, rules and regulations.
0: Is it surprising to you that this got shot down? I mean, is this, I mean, you, you haven't had this issue before. I know that sometimes, at least from what I read, you don't typically expect the balloon to come back. They don't always come back and they are pretty inexpensive. So is it sort of one of those things, You it sort of comes with the territory?
2: It's always kind of been on the mind. What if some country shoots this thing down? But, you know, uh, that was very unlikely. I, I think we've kind of overreacted here in the U.S. To, and shot at some things we didn't know what they were. Now, the, the Chinese balloon for sure had to come down. There's that's no doubt about that. You know, and there, there's other countries have some rules about transmitting and so forth from, from balloons or aircraft. And for instance, in Yemen, in North Korea, in the UK, we can't transmit our signal from our balloon. So we have what we call in our software on our little tracker, on our little Arduino there, we have what we call geo-fencing, and we draw a box around that country with the coordinates. And when that balloon flies into that country... The GPS knows, hey, I'm here. I'm not allowed to talk.
0: And he didn't talk when he crosses that country. These countries like, you know, North Korea, who are, Uh you know, pretty serious, uh, they know what this object is. And, and because, or just because it's not transmitting, they don't pick it up per se or all of the above. I'm, cause I was surprised when I read that, I thought, well, I, I understand. That uh, the balloon operators are adhering to the rules. But, you know, I, I would be kind of surprised that North Korea would trust that and not overreact to a balloon like this flying over.
2: There are probably hundreds, maybe a thousand objects like this flying around in, in the air. So uh, I, I think most radars aperture set where they're just not seeing these things or they don't see them as a threat and and don't raise a red flag. The balloon itself is, this is a, a clear 36-inch uh, balloon. It's, more, it's almost like a little, plastic uh bag that your shirt would come in from the cleaners you know i mean it's it's very small very, it's a 1, one mil or 1000th of an inch thick very small the trackers about the size of a post postage stamp you know i think this thing is just it, it, typically it's just not detected but but there are hundreds or maybe thousands of them
0: out there what's the altitude that these are typically flying
2: some are flying in the thirties, thirty thousand range. Um, my flights, um, my flight that's over uh, Hawaii right now, it's at about forty nine thousand. Uh, we started out at about fifty two thousand, but after after two hundred fifty days, we probably lost a little bit of hydrogen. Uh, therefore, it's dropped just a little bit. Also, also atmospheric pressure will change the altitude of these balloons. You know, by you know five hundred feet, thousand feet, something like that. You know.
0: And so, what's in the balloons to keep them afloat for so long? Well, we use hydrogen
2: uh, uh, gas to uh, send our balloons up because hydrogen will take us about 10% higher than helium. Uh, heli a lot of people use helium because it might be a little safer for them you know maybe a school project or something and we do have we do have data and spreadsheets that we calculate we put in the weight of the balloon the the cubic uh the cubic meters of the balloon and uh how much gas we'll put in how much free lift we'll put in and this spreadsheet crunches those numbers and it'll come back
0: and it'll it'll tell us
2: right then this balloon's going to fly at forty seven thousand four hundred
0: feet. I can tell, Tom, that you are a very smart individual. Let me ask you this uh, before we let you go, and that is the altitude in which these balloons fly or float. uh, The reasoning for shooting down some of these objects has been the danger to commercial air traffic. Are these balloons a danger to commercial air traffic, in your opinion?
2: Well, I'm no, no expert in the aviation field, but I could just say this. We're flying under the FAA rules that allows this. Uh, they must think it's safe. Uh, I have a, a friend, a pilot, that's been, uh, just retired after 35 years flying the wide-body uh, jets. He's never seen a balloon up there. It's a very big space up there. Take, uh, take for an example, you take a cork and throw it out in the ocean. Is a ship going to hit that cork? Probably not, you know. And, and the FAA lays out very specifically uh, the density in square inches of the payload. They've done all this calculated, so I'm sure they've done tests to see what happens if if something this size goes into a jet engine.
0: Yeah, so what's the website that people could check the locations of these balloons if they were interested, if, if you don't mind sharing that?
2: Well, they can follow my balloon if uh, if they just go to uh, w 5 U B dot com, and then you click on balloon in the menu, and I actually have various tracking links that they can click and see where it is. I've got some videos of balloon launches. You can actually see what this thing looks like. Uh, I've got pictures of the hardware that we build and so forth. So there's a lot of information on there.
0: W5KUB.com, click on balloon. Is W five KUB is that your is that your ham radio call sign? That's, that's my yeah that's my amateur radio call sign. You also operate an amateur radio roundtable show. You have a podcast there. What's if people wanted to check that out? How do people get to you?
2: Yeah, if they go to W5KUB.com, up at the top, there's a little yellow button that says live video and chat. Every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, we have a live a live video show. It's, it's called Amateur Roundtable. We're also on International Shortwave Station, WBCQ out of Marcelo Maine, on uh, Thursday afternoons for two hours. And we're on about every podcast carrier out there. Just look for Amateur Radio Roundtable.
0: Uh, Tom, I know uh, you're in the middle of talking to CNN and Newsmax and some of these other outfits that are a little bit larger than us and so i appreciate you taking the time today to educate us it has been uh fascinating and and very interesting
2: all right man thanks for having us enjoyed it
0: wow fascinating stuff wasn't it man that guy's full of great information and i tell you what as i sit here throughout this podcast thinking through this it looks very likely that the United States military apparatus was deployed to the Yukon and other places to shoot down a party balloon, essentially. The government is silent on the matter. Our tax dollars were spent in a gross overreaction, seemingly, and we still don't have the answers from our government. We're going to keep shining a light in the dark corners of our government, our media, our culture here on the Ike Wingate Show. Thanks so much for listening today. And special thank you to Tom Medlin there. Please like and subscribe. And we'll see you next time on the Ike Wingate Show.
1: Rate, subscribe, and leave a review. It's
0: how we get the word out amidst the chaos. Thanks for listening to the Ike Wingate Show.